Herald and News. Herald and News, your news now. Herald and News. Empowering the community. Basin Views. Herald and News, your news now. Klamath Falls, Oregon. Herald and News. Podcast. Empowering the community and serving the Klamath Basin. This is the Herald and News Basin Views Podcast. Greetings and welcome to Basin Views, a Herald and News podcast featuring interviews with local experts discussing issues important to the Klamath Basin. I'm Kurt Lidke with the Herald and News. This week we are joined by Nack Payne, Assistant Library with the Klamath County Library District and Primary Coordinator of the upcoming 5th Annual Comic-Con at the Downtown Klamath Falls Library Branch. Nack, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to join us. Delighted to be here. Well, I always like to start these off by getting to know our guests a little bit more. Uh, so if you could please tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I have been working at the Klamath County Library since 2014. Uh, started there just sort of schlepping books in the circulation department and worked my way into being the promo guy, uh, which has been a lot of fun. And originally from Midwest, right? Yeah, I'm originally from uh, Saginaw, Michigan. So mid-Michigan. I could do the point to my hand where I live thing, but people kind of look at you funny out here when you do that. Is that UP or not? No, that's that's Lower Peninsula. So about two hours north of Detroit, about an hour and a half west of Lansing, if that sort of helps you draw a dot on the map. The library has this amazing Comic-Con event that's upcoming here on Saturday, October 27th. It's going to be an all-day thing with lots of fun stuff, but it's not the only thing that the library does. I was really surprised when I first came to Klamath how many activities the library here coordinates beyond being a great repository for... Uh, books and movies and even video games. There's constant activities going on. Um, Tell me about some of the the different activities that that take place. Oh, well, we have uh, game nights for adults where you can play board games or video games. Uh, There's always something going on for teens and younger folks. There are Lord, book clubs for literally all ages. Uh, If you can read a book by yourself, you can join a book club. Um, As well as crafting, we always can get in guest uh, concerts, and we're doing lots of documentary screenings. Um, It's one of those things that, like, I was like that too. When I first moved to town, the first thing I did was go and get my library card. Uh, And we find that a lot of people who come out to these events are like, I just moved to town and thought this looked interesting as a way to meet people. And it's really exciting that the library can sort of fill that community niche. And the library carries so many things. Now, I remember before I came to Klamath, uh, the last town that I was in, Lakeview, the library had telescopes that you could check out to uh, uh, participate in astronomy clubs and all sorts of random weird things. What's the weirdest thing that you can check out at the library? Well, the newest sort of not a media item thing, we just added a suite of, um, you can check out Klamath Fire uh, tablets. You can check out uh, Roku streaming video devices to plug into your TV. Uh, We got one of those... um, those things that you plug into your car to tell you why your check engine light is on, one of those diagnostic devices, uh, and like portable projectors and stuff like that, uh, as well as a thing you can plug into your, um, like an outlet to see how much energy your house is using. So like stuff that you would not expect out of a library, uh, we will totally check out to you. 
And of course, books, magazines, oh, yeah. newspapers, I mean, that's, music, yeah, DVDs, video games, all, all the great stuff you can usually find at a library. So there's all these cool events. I know there's also monthly themed events for kids, which is fantastic. Um, there's been Harry Potter month yep. and Star Wars month. And Harry Superhero. Potter month this year is coming up in November. Uh, we are usually that has been an October event for us, but this year we're trying our first uh, Yule Ball. We want to do a, a special after-hours event, and everybody gets all dressed up fancy like they, they do in the books. Um, so yeah, we're doing Harry Potter Month next year, and there will again be Harry Potter events for adults, because uh, we did Harry Potter Month for a few years, and grown-up nerds would be like, but I want to make a wand too. Uh, so it's like, our you know, why can't you make a wand? Let's make a wand. Uh, so there will be the, uh, what I call the Hogwarts Alumni Association, uh, Harry Potter Crafts for Adults coming up towards the end of October. Fantastic. Or November. Well, end of October is Comic-Con, yeah. which is this huge, massive annual thing for the library. I know this consumes a lot of your time over the course of the year, but how did the Klamath Library get involved with hosting an annual Comic-Con? Uh, this was actually the brainchild of two people who worked over at South Suburban uh, who are no longer with the library, uh, Holly Nowak and Terry Jensen. That it was, they basically looked around and went, why don't, we like why aren't isn't there a convention in this area? Um, if you look at the map, you sort of have to drive five hours in any direction to hit a major convention. And for some folks, even just getting over the mountains to Medford is kind of a big ask. So it's sort of if you're a nerdy person, uh, where can you go to be with your people? And so they started it at the um, the South Suburban Branch Library in twenty. Do the math, 14. Uh, that was actually one of the first things I did when I first moved here. I moved here in about August 2014, and so a couple of months in, it was like, oh, they have a Comic-Con here. That's that's awesome. Let's go check that out. Uh, and it was already bursting at the seams. Um, there, the, the South Suburban program room was already just like everyone was just shoulder to shoulder because they crammed the whole thing into their program room area. Um, and it became pretty apparent that it was going to have to be physically bigger for it to be any, like, it's like, okay, we have already hit the, the extremes of what South Suburban can hold. Um, so it's been really exciting to be sort of coincidentally get a job at the library and then sort of become the adoptive parent of the Klamath Comic Con. There is a whole culture, and you talked about it a little bit there, uh, surrounding Comic-Cons. There was a time not that long ago that the idea of nerd culture was something of ridicule. People kind of secretly like to play AD&D, but not out in public. And, and you secretly read comics, but it wasn't cool. And now comic book movies are making billions of dollars. Yeah. And there's this genuine nostalgia and love for board games and Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, and you, you can watch people play Dungeons and Dragons and board games on YouTube and stuff like that, um, which is really extraordinary. Or or apps like Roll20 lets you like Skype with your D&D group. And so everyone is basically like this, like you're on uh, an audio stream with everybody in the game and then the computer does all the dice rolling. Which is great, but at the at, while the internet has let people from various disparate fandoms sort of collect together, 
there's something really special about walking into a physical space and looking around and going, my people, you understand me. Uh, or or just that, that bond that happens between peop- two people when, like, I see something. You, you're wearing a T-shirt of a thing I recognize. Like, and you, there's just that immediate, like, we have something to talk about moment, uh, which is really great. Like, it's, and it's not something that I think people expect of a smaller town. Um, but, man, Klamath County has a real nerd side to it. Uh, there's, you know, people are deeply passionate about gaming uh, I see folks walking up downtown wearing a hoodie that looks like a Pokemon. Like, people are really excited about fandom culture and just want to share it with other people. There's a definite perception versus reality. Uh, for people like ourselves who moved he- to this area, weren't originally from here, it's easy to think, oh, well, you know, I don't, if I don't like guns and riding horses or ATVs, there's not going to be anything for me to do here. And I like how the library has really kind of bridged that gap of finding for people who love video games and board games. It's created this whole social center. Yeah, at, well, at, and, at and it's one of those things that I don't, I don't think we're necessarily creating it. I definitely think those people are there. It's just, Hey, here's a here's a regular place for you to hang out um, and meet people, because it's it's one of those things where like you really want to play D and D or what have you, and but you don't know that three four other people throughout town also really want to play D and D if they only knew that everyone was all free on a Saturday or what have you, um, and so the the library just sort of serves as a hub as a as a gathering point for that kind of stuff. Well, Comic-Con culture grew out of that group of, hey, you know, we're kind of the weird misfits off to the side. We are really passionate about this stuff. Let's get together sometime and and have some fun. And it's grown over the years. You look at now the San Diego one in particular, which is kind of the, the one on the pedestal that everyone tries to mimic themselves after, has become such a massive entity for film premieres and new video games and the comics have kind of been pushed to the wayside really and at, at comic-con which is kind of sad but it's sort of become a, a media promotion thing which is you know when like two hundred and fifty thousand people are showing up at your convention for a weekend that obviously you're going to bring in all like the celebrity draw and stuff like that but we're we're definitely of a size where i mean that was where holly came from where it was like I really like going to conventions, be the convention you want to see in the world. Um, and it's like, welp, I'm going to have to make one if I want to go to one. And so we did. Uh, I say we, I came in and, you know, started in the 2015 one. Um, but it, it's kind of incredible to think about, yeah, even the gigantic ones um, started out that small. I, I, remember looking at the, an advertisement in the back of the library has a copy of the original uh, AD&D Dungeons & Dragons monster manual, and there's an ad in the back for Gen Con in Indiana? Indiana. And uh, it's like, come visit with 2,000 D&D fans and stuff like that. And it's like, oh my god, Gen Con used to be the size of the Klamath Comic Con, and it kind of blew my mind a little bit. Um, it's a somewhat, you know... Obviously, I, I don't think, unless we literally take over a con- an entire convention center, I don't think the Klamath Comic Con is going to get much physically bigger. This is the time of year I basically wish I could staple like 50% more library onto the library 
because uh, it's like, oh, we could have this going on in this room and this going on in this room. And, you know, it, we're only so big. There's only so much it can it can be and do. Uh, but we definitely get the most out of out of the day for sure. So you have a variety of activities, a bunch of different things that people can do at Comic-Con, which again is Saturday, October 27th at the downtown branch, uh, Klamath Library. But tell me how the Comic-Con has kind of grown over the years from that South Suburban branch start to now where you're packing every square inch of the library. Yeah, the it's, you know, it hasn't really changed what we're doing, but we're just doing a lot more of it. Um, So instead of having like, one or two people selling used comics and like vintage comics and merch and things like that. Uh, we've got a whole room full of people doing fan art and retro video games and all kinds of rando nerd tchotchkes. Uh, we've got a whole room dev- that we can devote to retro video games that, you know, obviously the, the South Suburban Library can't, like with one room, you can sort of have to need to cordon off all the beeping and booping into its own room. Uh, we've got more space to play board games. We have more space to devote to guest speakers. Um, so it's basically doing the same sorts of things at that first one. It's just you're able to br- have a little, A, a little bit more breathing room between everybody. So you're not all like shoulder to shoulder against everyone, uh, but also just being able to do more of it. Um, and the one of the bigger innovations of moving it to the main branch is that lets us do the costume contest, which is, I, I just really love the costume contest. I know I talk about it a lot, but it is legitimately one of my very favorite things. Um, and it's one of those, we originally tried doing the costume contest kind of like anime conventions have done it where like there's a given time of day and everyone sort of gathers up that wants to enter and the judging is done right there and then. And we found that that wasn't gathering as many people that actually showed up in costume sort of people are in and out all day. And so the, um, having the setup where it's like, take a cool photograph in our entry area and then allows our judges to look at everybody while their costume is looking all fresh and crisp and uh, nothing has been bumped off of it throughout the day or what have you. Um, Our entries for the costume contest like exploded the year we did it that way. And that's the way I want to do it um, rather than, I don't know, only the people that are around at like 3.30 get to enter. It's like, no, I want to see everybody's stuff. Well, cosplay is a big part of the convention culture, but it also nicely coincides because this event does take place the weekend before Halloween. Yep. So people are already thinking about costumes anyway. You can do the whole Scarecrow Row thing. Oh, yeah. And then you're right there to be able to stop in and... and yeah, it's it's basically... Uh, our, our, we're, I mean, we're there all day. So we're there 10 a.m. to 4.30 Um but you definitely notice way more little buddies running around the library after Scarecrow Row wraps up. Um, so later in the afternoon is really when like the families show up and all the little, I love seeing little kids in adorable tiny costumes. It's fantastic. 
Well, let's go over what people can expect. You mentioned a few things. There's going to be an area for retro video games. There's going to be some uh, board game areas. There's going to be some guest speakers, some vendors. But uh, let's go down the list of what will people see if they come to Comic-Con this year? Yeah, one thing I I didn't mention is we have a, a nerdy crafts area, including... Uh, the Klamath Library's own comics collective, uh, Lemon Brick Road Studios, is going to be showing people how to make comics, sort of the Lemon Brick Road Studios way, which is really exciting to see um, our some of our most creative teenagers showing people what they've learned over. They've been doing that for two years now, which is unreal. Uh, I was helping, helping them produce their comics uh, last Saturday and just looking at the amount of stories they've put out is blows my mind. Uh, so we'll have a great craft area gaming, no matter what kind of gaming you're into, whether it's video games or board games or those little tactics games that require the tiny miniatures and stuff like that. Um, lot more nerd merch than you can wave a stick at comics scholar, Patrick Rosencrantz is coming in to do a talk about sort of the history of comic books with a particular emphasis on, southern oregon's contribution to comics it's one of those like i had no idea that that carl barks uh is from merrill like the creator of scrooge mcduck that's yeah. amazing he's one um, of the most influential disney artists of all time for yeah, people who don't, and, don't know the name grew up in little tiny merrill and went on to work on the early donald duck cartoons yeah, and, all the and, and i feel and, like that's something that people even who live here might not be aware of so that's it's really exciting to be able to share that and be like this is awesome. Um, and, and as I said, the, the costume contest. Um, we will also have uh, costumers from Star Wars Oregon trooping in throughout the day. Uh, they usually come around early, mid-afternoon or so. So if you want to take a selfie with Darth Vader, uh, that'll be... I always love when they show up. They're, they're a really great bunch of folks. Costume contest. Let's get back into cosplay a little bit because I know that you love this part so much. I uh, do. I always pe- make sure I, I dress up too. How do people participate in this costume contest? Are there prizes involved? And tell there, me about some of your favorite costumes that have come through the door so far. Ooh, that's okay. That last one's a hard, that's a hard ask because there are some real quality suits that come out. Um, the f- my favorite one, though, that comes to mind was uh, a little girl came out as a mix of Elsa from Frozen and the, the Mandalorians from Star Wars. So she looked like Boba Fett, but in, like, Elsa colors and with, like, a tulle skirt. And, oh, she was fantastic. I really loved that costume. Um, the group cosplays are always really fun. It's one of those that, like one costume by itself from a given franchise, it like gets exponentially cooler the more people you get from that franchise to dress up as like the whole Scooby-Doo crew or a bunch of people from Assassin's Creed. Like there's just something about it that looks exponentially more awesome when you get a whole group of people doing it together. Um, But to get to, to how you enter, all you need to do is show up in a costume uh, and head over to our photo booth area take a picture uh, against our, our comic contest wall. You don't have to be present to win. We'll contact you later. Um, and people can win gift cards to Joann's because we figure every cosplayer loves the craft store uh, and tickets to an upcoming Harlem Globetrotters show. The Harlem Globetrotters are coming to town. And so they gave us some tickets to give away as well. 
So is there anything new this year that people haven't seen at previous Comic-Cons? I know it's tough to gauge because the same people may be bringing different things. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. We always have a different mix of um, board games coming in. We have way more uh, retro video games this year. Comic-Con culture, we've touched on it a little bit and how it's kind of evolved over time. There's a lot more opportunities to be involved in nerd culture and certainly the internet and you know YouTube reviewers have created this massive nostalgia for things like classic video games and, and whatnot. But what is it that really makes a good quality Comic-Con event? Ooh, that's a really interesting question. The thing that I think we really aim for is sort of like diverse perspectives. So like try to have a little bit of something for everybody. That's why I'm, I go back to the, I wish the library was like, I wish I had one more room because I really wish I could have like a, a theater showing anime all day or things like that. So I, I think as a rounded general interest Comic-Con having something for Everybody, no matter sort of what nerdy thing you're into, uh, is really important to us. Diversity of people welcome at the Comic-Con. Like, some larger Comic-Cons have had a real problem with, like, not being just a clubhouse of sort of the same old dudes that have been gatekeeping nerd culture from way back. Um, But we've never had that problem. Like, it's always been very open and welcoming to people no matter like we don't care if you've only ever seen the like marvel movies and you've never read a comic book before like that counts you know uh nobody is gonna be like checking your credentials at the door of you must be this nerdy to enter this ride kind of thing um you know and and sort of that open welcoming atmosphere i think has been a really high priority for us at the comic-con that all or welcome approach, I'm sure, has brought a lot of hilarious reactions at first when maybe parents are being dragged there by their kid who's really into comic books and the dad just wants to go hunting. And you, walks you know, all you'd, and goes, you'd think that, wait but like, a second, this is kind of cool. I've found almost the opposite reaction. Like, there's so much intergenerational nerd culture, whether it's, you know, I grew up on. 8-bit video games and me and my kid are bonding over Pokemon Go or, you know, just the... I mean, Marvel and DC Comics have been around for, uh, like, how many generations of people? And so you get that... People do come, like, the whole... Fan, like, one of the, the group costumes I remember... I can't remember if it was this year or the last... Like, 2017 or 2016... But the whole family dressed up as characters from Doctor Who, like including a, a toddler dressed up as K-9, the robot dog. Um, so you get that. It really is the whole family bonding over this kind of stuff, which is really remarkable to see. So what are some of the reactions of first timers that show up? It's always really exciting to see people, like I said, who walk in and look around and say, go like, I had no idea just that. A, I had no idea other people in town were this into anime that I am or or that, like, I had no idea that there were this many enthusiastic game groups that now I can join up. Um, and just that... Or, or when people go, I've always... Like, with that, like, hushed tone, 
I've always wanted to go to one of these. And just that that tone that that almost sorts of implies I never thought I'd be able to go to one of these. Um, and to me, that's really the reaction that makes doing Comic-Con worthwhile because uh, you're bringing that experience. And it's it's not a diminished version of it, you know, just because we can't get like Chris Evans or whoever to come to our Comic-Con. Chris Evans, please come to our Comic-Con. Um, uh, I put a <laughs> in for Bruce Campbell at, at, at some right, point. Right, dude lives in Ashland. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bruce, Bruce, call me. Uh, and it's it's one of those that, just that feeling of, I always wanted to go to one of these, and now I have that experience of, you know, showing off in my Sailor Moon costume or or playing, say, like Warhammer, where it's kind of expensive to get into and you always wanted to try it. And here's a friendly person from the Council of Intrepid Adventurers who's like, behold, borrow my army for a while. Uh, and it, it's just that that lovely, like, I have so many things I want to show you. Like that overwhelming feeling of people being really excited to tell you all about the thing that they're super duper into. Um, and I, it, it, like I said, it's the exact opposite of that gatekeepy thing that sometimes nerds are occasionally known for, um, where it's more like, let me just take you by the hand and show you how awesome this is going to be. Uh, I get really excited about that. So there's a lot of volunteers, a lot of groups that are involved in putting this together. Yeah. When you have so many different aspects to one event, it doesn't just happen. There's a lot of planning behind the scenes. So tell me about just how much work goes into preparation for this thing. This was one of those, I, I think last 2016 and 2017 were really our years of figuring out. And it's the infrastructure that like nobody who goes to the con would ever notice but it's just stuff of going, okay, you are at this station from this time to this time and you get your lunch at X time um, and planning that out. It's, it's really, and I have to give uh, our library director, Natalie Johnston, a lot of credit for that uh, in terms of like knowing where all the moving parts are on a given day. And it's like, okay, the stormtroopers are going to show up roughly at X time and we'll make sure that they, you know, get some water before they go entertain the kid, you know, and just all of those little like I said, keeping an eye on all the moving parts um, in such a way that, again, the average person going to the con will hopefully never notice. Uh, it's very much that the duck looks like it's gliding and underneath the water its little legs are just a kicking. Yeah, that's kind of how we're, we're at about the Comic-Con. As someone who used to work in event planning, and I, I know what a big uh, event this is for the library. It, you get more foot traffic on this one day than any other time of the year, right? Yeah, the the community baby shower, uh, oddly enough, I think is going to give us, it, it'll be a close number two because there was a surprising number of people that came out for the baby shower. Um, but in terms of there's nothing else we do all year that takes over the entire footprint of the library. Um, like there are some areas in the library that are ostensibly still like you can get some reading done or like play on this computer, but really it's like, no, it's, it's the con for like one whole day. Um, so in, in terms of just, it absolutely shuts down everything. Uh, the Comic-Con is absolutely our biggest thing or like biggest single day thing. 
so for event planning and whatnot, how much preparation goes into this? How long do you start thinking about it? And uh, what's the biggest reward when it's all said and done? <laughs> the uh, the nap on the couch when it's over, right? You joke, but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to my post con nap because um, it, it just feels like there's just a bajillion thing. I mean, we're two weeks to go, and I'm still going like, okay, I got to make sure this is done and those are laminated and blah blah blah. Um, and it's such a wonderful relief to actually, like, you put in that much effort. And I actually, I, I got to this lovely place last year where I kind of got to, like, enjoy being at the con, like, for a while. Where it was just sort of, you know, I'm circling around and checking in on everybody and sort of, do you need help here or anything like that? Um, and everything was, like, just clicking like the parts were just moving in this glorious Rube Goldberg machine that we've built um and it was nice to just be able to step back and go oh look at that we built a con like and so about let's say about halfway through the day on a a comic-con I hit that nice point of oh we we did the thing and that always feels really awesome um and then I actually get to like enjoy myself for the three or four hours that are left in the con. Uh, I always, I always also look forward to. Um, it's like I want, I want one person to know who I am, like at what I dress up as. It's like if I get one person to recognize my costume, be like, "Oh, you're from that thing!" Like, that's it. That that makes my con. That's all I need. So for those who are either on the bubble, deciding whether or not they want to come, or who are just now hearing about it for the first time and think, oh, I don't know, maybe I'm not really doing anything this Saturday, why should people come to the Klamath Comic Con? Uh, I think if, if even if someone necessarily doesn't identify, quote unquote, as a fan type person, I think the spectacle of it is really interesting. Um, you get to see a side of Klamath County that, like you say, you don't, like on the surface you don't think is in Klamath County, but you don't have to scratch real deep to find like, whoo, y'all, y'all really like to game, don't you? Um, and, or to just meet people. Like you say, it's, it's a really great opportunity if you've just moved to town and are looking for something to do. Cause it's not just the, the Comic-Con. It's also like, oh, hey, I can now hang out with the Council of Intrepid Adventurers and play miniatures games with them. Or, hey, now I'm going to go to board game night or retro game night at the, at the library. Or, oh, I, I didn't realize y'all could check out video games at the library. Or, you know, like that kind of stuff. And I think um, it's a really great opportunity to see all of the, the wonderful things that we have to offer if you get sort of get like a taste of them that day. So retro video games, board games, a comic book historian, vendors, costume contest. We didn't talk about the trivia contest either that, that you're all also going to have. Yeah, we're, we'll, have a, we'll have small giveaways throughout the day. Um, I still have to make up some questions yet now that you mention it. Uh, we've got a, a sort of wheel of fortune, spin the wheel, and it lands on a category, and we come up with a question for that category. Um, we'll be giving away things for that as well. So it's it's beneficial to you to be a well-rounded nerd because uh, we have questions of you know Star Trek, Star Wars, all kinds of comics, uh, horror films and books, uh, a category that's literally anything goes. Um, Dungeons and Dragons all like you want to be a well-rounded maybe bring come up as a pub trivia group kind of a thing. Uh, see what you get asked about. And all of this stuff to attend is completely free, right? Absolutely free. Uh, you know, whether or not you, you are 
you can spend money at the vendors or buy yourself something at the food trucks, uh, but no one's going to turn you away um, for... You can play as many games as you like. It's free free admission, hang out. Uh, and that's that's the other really nice thing is, man, going to conventions are expensive. Like, the larger... Not just the travel, but just the, like, it's $20 to only come on Sunday or, you know, like it can be a really spendy ask. So the fact that it is totally free is also really appealing because, uh, and it can be expensive to be a nerd sometimes. Saturday, October 27th is the date at the downtown Klamath Falls Library. It is 2018 Klamath Comic Con from 10 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Completely free. Come get your game on. At, yeah. at the library. Right and on. beyond Comic-Con, there are monthly board game nights, which are on the first and third Wednesdays of each month from 5.30 to 8. There's retro video game nights on the fourth Tuesday of every month from 5.30 to 8. Those are free as well. Yep. And monthly themed events like we talked about. Hey. Oh, yeah. Plenty of stuff. And, and like you say, we'll have our full schedule of Harry Potter events ready by that time, too. So feel free to uh, pick up a November calendar while you're there. Uh, and see what all kinds of stuff we've got going on coming up. And with that, Knack, we appreciate you coming in and telling us all about the 2018 Klamath Comic Con. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, it's been really fun. <laughs>